What up, world? What up, world? What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another session of Untherapy. We got the beautiful Untherapist with us. Lady J, how you feeling? I am feeling amazing. Hello, December. I can't believe the year went by so quickly, y'all. Can you believe it? I can't. No, nah, it, was, it was rather quick, but uh, I'm with it. Deja Days, how you feeling? I feel good. I won't complain, but I feel good. I am upset about the year going so fast. I need summer again, so I'm on the opposite end of Jahan. Is it cold out there where you are? Because it's a little it's a little summery here in New York. Yeah, today was like 75, which is crazy for November, so... I don't know what winter's looking like, but I they can keep this up. I like this. Got you. Chef Shay, how you feeling? Feeling good. Um, excited to see all these new year, new me posts. <laughs> see what people got in store, what they what they try to do for the upcoming year, you know? So um I'm Shay, excited not the girl. to get going. Who's, remember huh? that girl meme? Every time a new year is coming, the girl with all her troubles on her back stepping into oh, walking up, the, walking up the steps. Yeah, with yeah, I'm ready to see what year. the new stuff is. Right, exactly. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Exactly that meme. Jelly Jells, how you feeling? <sighs> I'm gonna need a sponsor soon, y'all, because um, I got my brother's birthday, my mama's birthday, and my mother-in-law's birthday all this month. So uh, keep me in your prayers. Can we pause real quick? Happy yes, birthday, Big Mike. Yeah, breaking bread with Big Bread. Yeah. Happy birthday. Jelly's okay. brother is super famous on TikTok, y'all. Shay, you might want to link up with him. He a chef as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, y'all can do a collab. Send the info. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. I can't call him big, but happy birthday, Mike. Shout out to the homie. Where? All right, cool. So let's see what we get into tonight. I need to go around the room. I need a little bit of a um, need a little bit of help defining something, ladies. So I need y'all to tell me what your definition of healing is, Lady Jam. I'll we'll start with you. My definition of healing would be after you've been through some trials and tribulations or a specific scenario situation, you're able to come out the other side and be okay with whatever the outcome was, good or bad. Um, healing is accepting and being and being able to look forward and move on to me at least and not lament not like over analyzing the scenario anymore just being like okay it is what it is i'm ready to move on for me that's healing got you got you good definition deja days how about you i was kind of going towards that same answer grasping what situation happened and coming out on the other side okay you know i feel like you're never going to forget a scenario or situation um you're never not going to feel how you feel about it but being able to operate daily in a manner where you're still able to accept happiness Mm, that needs to go in a book trademark it (laughs) yeah put your name on it trademark it that's you you said something you said something key but i'm a little older now so i forgot what it was so it's gonna come back to me in a second there was a part of your definition that was yeah okay to not forget about the part do you feel like you should forget about what happened or do you think that you should remember whatever that is no i think you should remember because i think everything comes with a lesson you know um and some in some ways it'll teach you how to move forward so i don't necessarily think you should forget completely but 
not even say forgive because every scenario doesn't call for forgive, but learn to accept, I guess would be the words. Nice. I love it. I love it. Chef Shea, talk to me. What's your definition of healing? Um, I agree with the ladies, but I would say just to add like the, the process of overcoming whatever issue, scenario, experience, the process of trying to overcome that. And that always looks different for each person. Like it was said, like you don't have to necessarily forgive the person to get to healing. You don't have to necessarily always have to keep that in mind to or have forgotten it to be healed. Like there's different processes for everybody. But overall, it's the process of overcoming whatever that issue was and being better after it. That's a good definition. We're going we're going to get back to that in a few minutes. Jelly Jails, how about you? Um, I would say being either repaired or restored after a situation has occurred. And I definitely like the part that Deja said of taking the lesson with you. Love it, love it. Those are all great definitions. For me, I'm going to say um, making someone whole again or as whole as they could possibly be. The reason I ask these questions is because, you know, we use the term healing a lot these days, whether somebody's dating, getting to know somebody, whether they're just friends, whether they're coworkers, we acknowledge people who appear to be hurt. And, you know, people always say, you know, you need to heal, you need to do this, you need to do that. But people have different definitions for them. And sometimes people don't know what that means. So I have to ask, right? And Lady Jam, I start off with you. Do we personally do the healing or do we put ourselves in a position for healing to take place? I'm going to ask one more time. Do we personally do the healing or do we put ourselves in position for healing to take place? Lady Jam, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. So I think it's a little bit of both, right? So I think you personally have to put in the work or make an executive decision to, I want to heal from this and not live in trauma. But I also think you put yourself in situations for healing to take place. And to me, for me, for example, when it came to previous relationships, I might have been hurt from them or it may have not panned out the way I once envisioned it to. And healing from that for me is deciding kind of like what Deja said, take take whatever happened as a lesson. And then part two would be to put myself in situations for healing to take place, such as rethinking the type of people that you're dating and in a relationship with really so if you were hurt from a situation where you were dating someone and you feel like they lied to you all the time when you date someone else you you tell them that you tell them hey this is one of my red flags and then going from there and not purposely putting back putting yourself back into the same scenario how soon do you believe that you tell somebody that like is that like a first date thing do you start off with that or do you wait till you guys are more comfortable? Do you wait till you find out if this relationship is worth it? How long before you tell somebody something like that? Because that's good information, but you know, do we waste time with someone who's like, nah, I can't I can't help you with not, you know what I mean, uh triggering that out of you? Like at what time do you tell them? I feel like there's nothing wrong with like setting the record straight and starting off with that. Like when you talk about that, I mean I would say, uh, you know, Jelly is the queen of what to ask when you're dating someone to make sure you get the answers that you need. 
by all means, start your relationship off with the serious and hard conversations. Don't make your first, second, and fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth date <laughs> literally still talking about your favorite Netflix shows and your favorite color. Be like, hey, I'm dating with purpose. These are some of the things I've been been through. And if we are to take this seriously, these are some of the things, these are my boundaries now. These are some of the things I'm not standing for no more. And if that scares someone off talking about your boundaries too soon, um, some would take that as a red flag, you know? Some would take that as this is not the person for me. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I'm going to ask you the same question, Deja Deja. Do you believe that we do the healing ourselves or do we put ourselves in a position for healing to take place? Ooh. I feel that I'm going to say both because I don't know really which side I'm leaning more towards. So I'm just going to say both. And I don't know if I'm allowed to, but we're going to go with that because you have to actively allow that to happen. Right. Um, If someone is in, let's say, a depressed state, it's like you have to pull yourself out of it. That means doing the things that you like to do or hanging out with friends or whatever that might be watching your favorite show. You have to physically pull yourself out of it. Now, if you actively decide not to do anything, but let's say lock yourself in a room, then you're not going to progress, you know? So now in terms of the position, that's why I'm saying both. Cause I feel like they both coincide to put yourself in the position is you have to do the initial step so for example people that experience depression like some people have to get medicated for that but the first initial step is accepting the fact that you might be depressed you know speaking to a doctor seeing what type of help you can get and i'm just taking it on the extreme end or to lightheartening it the first thing you have to accept is let's say that you and the person are done right once you accept that then now okay you know i'm gonna go out to drinks with my friends and I'm going to go back outside as the kids say. So that's why I'm saying it's a little bit of both. You have to physically decide that you want to move forward and then put yourself in the position and the places and the people to help you do that. So that's why I say both. You are definitely allowed to say both if both are needed. You said a lot of great things. We're going we're gonna, to uh, circle back to some of those. We're going to need them in just a moment. Um, but uh, Chef Shea, talk to me. Do you do the healing yourself or do you put yourself in a position to be healed? I believe it can be both depending on the scenario and situation that you're trying to heal from. Um, I would say um, in certain situations, you have to actively put yourself in a position where you have to work to get to the healing part. For example, um, if you are, you know, like Deja said, like if you have depression or you you know, have an addiction or something like that, you got to put in the work to heal yourself from that particular thing. Um, it's not something where you can just wake up and say, okay, I'm fixed. Like, it's not going to work. But then in other situations, um, for example, like the death of a family member, like, that's hard to say you, you, you have to put in work for that because there's nothing you can do to fix that situation. And it's more so of like time trying to heal your heart and like, kind of deal with that grieving process and then, you know, just moving through life. You're not, you may not even be completely healed from that particular situation, but time does kind of 
make it less hurtful. Um, so that's why I say it, it kind of depends on the situation, but it's, it, it's definitely, you know, something that it can be both as well. Yeah, these are, these are a lot of good things, and these are a lot of things that people probably need to hear because all we do is hear heal or get better or whatever it is, but sometimes people don't know where to start. So it's great that we're going through these different things on on different techniques, different variables, things like that. Um, Jelly gels, tell me, do you do the healing or do you put yourself in a position to be healed? Um, I definitely agree with majority of my therapists that it's a combination of both. And the reason why I say that is because if it were just doing the healing, everyone would do it. Like if, if, if it was so easy to do, just do the work, just mm-hmm. heal yourself. Everyone would do it. You you wouldn't need therapy or anything else. You would just do it. Um, and if it was just as simple as being in the place or putting yourself in the position, you know, I don't think that it would be so hard once you get there, right? So you can show up to therapy or you can get the journal or you can date yourself. But until you're ready to let certain things go or ready to open up to a therapist or ready to address the part that you played in your hurt, you being in that position doesn't matter because you're not actually doing the work once you get to that position. So I definitely think it's a combination of the two. I'll say great things. Um, and I, I'll, I'll skip over what I'm going to say for now in the essence of time because I really want to get to this next part. I was at a um, networking event recently and shout out to the Black Business Alliance for inviting me. Shout out to Gentleman's Factory for um, having me as well. It was a networking group. I got there late because I forgot it was that day. Um, so I walked in on, on the um, exercise they were doing and they had a big poster board with about 10 different words. So it was 10 different poster boards with one word in the middle of it. And they said they were writing a letter to the next generation and each person was to contribute something to that based upon the word that was there. And I was like, this is super dope. Um, I don't remember all the words, but one word that came to me was healing, right? So tonight we're going to uh, have a virtual book that we do, an audio book of some sort. And I need everybody to contribute two things toward healing. And we'll unpack as many as we can tonight. And if it needs a part two, we'll do a part two. But, but I would like to write a letter to either this generation or the next generation uh, about healing two steps from each person that you've taken in your life to help you heal from whatever it was. Um, so we don't have to go through the, you know, it depends because it's all about what you went through or certain things that you've applied in your life or you've seen people apply that work. So days your days, I'm going to start off with you. Two things that have helped you heal and um, we'll unpack as much as we can uh, given the time that we have. So days and days, kick us off. Two things. I would start off with saying at first, my tribe, you know, like my community who I surround myself with. And two, I'm not going to lie, like therapy was really good. I took it for a season, you know, so I wasn't constantly in therapy. But the season that I did take it, it was very helpful. And it's something that I think individuals should do, even if they are not, let's say, experiencing trauma at the moment, because it's good to just unpack like daily, 
not saying daily with your therapist, but I'm saying good to impact like your daily life. Like maybe it's just your job or maybe you feel like you can't talk deep to anyone or maybe you just want to figure out why you act or feel the way that you do. And the questions that they're going to ask you in therapy are completely different than what your homegirl or homeboy is going to ask you. So I would say those two things. Can you, can you help me real quick, Deja, without revealing what you told the lady on the couch or the man on the couch, right? Mm-hmm. Spelling all that stuff. Can you help? Mm-hmm. Because some people are saying, yeah, I ain't really with therapy. And that's cool if you, if you don't if mm-hmm. you feel like you need it, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. what happens when you walk in? Like, what are the some of the type of questions? You don't have to give the answers per se. Mm-hmm. Are there any questions, one or two, that you can share with us that'll be like, mm, you know what? This is not like talking to my mom. It's not like talking to my dad. Or mm-hmm. Am I really telling someone something and they just writing it down and not really giving up feedback? Tell me what happens. Like a couple mm-hmm. of questions that they may ask that will help with healing. Mm-hmm. So this sounds very vague, but it's really deep. Like literally just asking someone, well, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. things happen and you sometimes never get asked, how does that actually make you feel and it's actually really hard sometimes to put into words how something makes you feel when you really are never asked so sounds easy but when someone comes to you with it expecting a response you're like oh snap like i don't think everyone has ever hexed me how that makes me feel you know whatever the scenario is so that's one why i'm giving you guys these vague ones because literally these were the ones that like hit like why so if i'm like saying like xyz xyz and then their response is the therapist well why i don't know and then they're like okay we'll figure out the why and now it, it forces you to think deeper than surface level or surface thinking or the surface scenario so those are i know that sounds so vague and like i don't know if that was super helpful but those simple questions are sometimes the questions that you just need to be asked as a person like I don't you really, know. you really hit the nail on the head, Deja, because the asking how something makes someone feel is so imperative, and it mm-hmm. I, it really resonates with me because I think in a lot of scenarios, um, I've been in a lot of relationships, situationships, whatever you call it, where it's like, you know, it's kind of like you're at odds, and mm-hmm. an easy solution would be just to stop and be like, well. If someone was to stop and be like, well, why are you upset? How did this action truly make you feel rather than saying, mm-hmm. well, it's not a big deal. You shouldn't be that upset. Right. I'm like, you never asked me how I actually felt about it. You got a reaction, mm-hmm. but you don't even know what that reaction is rooted in because you never asked right. me how I actually felt. And I feel like that's important. I think a lot of times, like even myself, you, you we kind of forget that part. Like people mm-hmm. react, they respond, but how you feel and your reaction sometimes aren't aligned. Sometimes you just react, but how you really mm-hmm. feel about it, it could be so different. And I feel like right. in the work world, I, I do that a lot now, especially when things turn remote, because it's kind of like, you know, when you're at work, you might be swamped, have a lot of things to do instead of what works for me is instead of just asking someone something like, not asking them, are you swamped? Are you busy? Like people used to come up to me all the time when I was working in office or whatever. And they would be like, Hey, uh, John, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? And until one day 
we had like a new colleague and he came up to me and before he asked me anything, he's like, hey, what's your mindset right now? Do you have the capacity to hear my concerns? If you do, can you assist me? And when he said that, I was like, what? He was like, no, it's important how you're feeling before I ask the request. So I'm like, in both situations, um, relationship, non-relationship, work-wise, it's important. And when that one person did that to me at work, I've taken that and I've done that in every other job scenario. Before I make a request, before I send an email asking for anything, I'm like, hey, do you have the capacity to even listen to what I have to say? Yeah, that, that's, so, that's good. That, that's good. That's communication at its finest. Mm -hmm. I used to tell my wife at times, instead of um, we need to talk, hey, do you have a moment to listen? Right. Yeah. And that's a huge thing that we are missing in communication. So although what Deja just said seems like it's minute, it's actually very big. <laughs> you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? These little questions can change the way we communicate. You know what I mean? I need to talk to you. Okay, but you don't know if I have the capacity to listen. You know what I mean? So you can do the talking, but I can't say that I heard you because I'm thinking about so many other things. So that's that's pretty dope. You know what I mean? And and we like I never knew until it was yeah. one guy. Yeah. One guy, one guy, and this was in like 2017. And since that moment, he's still one of my favorite old colleagues. We still follow each other on IG. I hope he's doing well. I don't know what exactly he's doing now or where he's working. I know the place we used to work at, he doesn't work there anymore either. But one person did that. And for me, it was like a domino effect of how I treat people I work with, just based on what one person did. And I want to say what it made me learn from him doing that is having the capacity and not having the capacity it all directly aligns with what your response will be. Because people have asked me to do things or said, said things to me when I was in a relationship or not a relationship, just friends. When I was like booked and busy, my mind is running all over the place. And I'm just like, give a response or just give a one word answer. But when I'm actually free and willing and I actually have the capacity to listen, like I have friends who vent to me all the time about, different issues from relationships to money to friendships and i want to say i try to always be fair and give valid advice to every person that i talk to all my friends everything but sometimes i'm just wiped <laughs> i'm just just for my day from whatever i'm just like exhausted yeah. mm -hmm. and i would honestly say sometimes i may not give the best advice and it's not willingly and it's not to be malicious i may not give the best advice but i was i'm only able to give you advice at my current capacity if i'm already working at 20 percent, i can't give you advice that i'll give somebody at 100 percent. and i think that's important too before yeah. you unload to someone else mm -hmm. make sure they're they're able to take all that on and it could yeah. be just as simple as boyfriend issues, friendship issues, par parent issues, kids issues. Like, I'll never say no, but I do see the difference between when I'm like at 100% to when I'm at like 10, 15% at the end of the day. No, it's 100, you're 100% correct. And I, those little shifts in language can change overall communication between two people. You know what I mean? Relationship, um, friendship, whatever it is, parents, whatever taking a moment to say, hey, when you have a moment to listen, may I ask you a question? Or even if I'm having a debate with somebody or somebody saying something I don't quite agree with, and I'll say, hey, man, do you mind if I deposit something into your spirit? 
real quick. You know what I mean? If they say no, then I ain't got to waste my time because I know it. But if they say yes, then I take a moment to X, Y, and Z. Or you ask them, hey, bro, do you have a minute and a half so I can share something with you? Real simple little pieces. I mean, that's 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 super good. Um, so Deja gave us two. Um, Chef Shea, coming over to you. I need two things. We're writing this book on healing. I need two things mm-hmm. to make these 10 chapters work. So we got two. I need three and four. Talk to me. So to kind of piggy off, piggyback off of the last comment is basically having the courage to confront what or who hurt you. Like, you can't get the full picture if you haven't had that conversation or giving that person the opportunity to confront whatever issue that was presented to you. It could be hard. It's never an easy thing to do, but you got to push yourself so that you can live with having the full answer to whatever it is. I would rather have taken that step and pushing myself to confront the issue versus later on wondering what if, like what would have happened if I did it. So I would say, go ahead and take the initiative. Once you reflected on everything, and give the person or thing the opportunity to give you all the details and even the opportunity to make up for what happened. Now, that's not always going to be the case. In the perfect world, you know, people would always apologize and things will always be fixed. So I say that you do that, but there's no guarantee that you will get the response that you're looking for. But at least you tried and gave it your full effort on your part so you can say, that you did all you could do in the situation and then be able to move on from it. So that's one of them. And then for me, I know everyone's not, you know, religious, but like leaning into your spirituality, your spirituality and connecting with your church community. If you have that available to you. And if not, just having that one-on-one conversation a lot of times i just need a a moment to reflect on the word and just be like i like i don't have the answer i don't know what to do and being vulnerable in that moment and just having a conversation and for me sometimes the answer will come in different forms and i'll be like oh i know that was you god thank thank you for looking out for me and that's enough for me to get going to the the point of healing, like being that process of healing. Again, that may not be something everybody can do, but that's something that I do, like lean on the Lord and pray, be prayed up and just know that he's been there for me before. And I'll know that he will be with me in this situation and the next situation and having that as my comfort helps me so much so that's that's what i would say where do you get that courage from that you that you speak about to you know face what hurt you what does mm-hmm. that come from your your do you just naturally have the confrontation not confrontational spirit but the spirit to go at you know I me mean, what's in front of you or is it more so a faith thing of figuring out what will help make me whole 
Yeah, definitely the second part. That's not something everybody has. You're not, not everybody, you know, waking up, you know, the courageous person who can take on everything. Like, no, that's not realistic. That's why I said you got to put in the work to get to that step of putting yourself out there and confronting that person. It's going to be hard. It's going to be out of your comfort zone. It's not going to feel good. It's going to, it's going to take a lot out of you, but it doesn't mean that it's something you shouldn't do because it's hard. Um, so you have to kind of just muster up that courage. Um, if you are a, you know, a faithful person and believe in God, like use that as your strength. If you need somebody to be there and support you, like a, you know, a friend or family member, you know, let them know what you're going through and have them be a support, but definitely confront it. It doesn't matter how you just have to do it because again, you don't want to leave with regret and not having answers when you could have potentially had the answer if you would have spoke up. How do you, how do you keep your emotions in check when you do that type of stuff? Because there's some people who really did you wrong, right? Whether it be, uh, ex friendship or ex relationship. There's some people who, you know, went out of their way to maybe not do something um, to you to hurt you, but whatever they did was malicious and you got hurt, right? How do you keep your emotions in check in those situations so that when you confront them, it doesn't become a fight, but it becomes a moment of understanding, clarity, and I'm good with your answer. Not that I um, necessarily. Um, accept what you did, but I accept mm-hmm. that you did it, and I'm working on moving on. How do you maintain your composure in those situations? So I would say first, you either say how you feel to another person, like like the blunt way, like how you how you really truly feel, like if you you know cursing whatever the case is, like let it out, like to that person, or writing it out first and seeing how you feel on paper and hearing how you feel out loud and like reflecting on that first, getting all those feelings out. And then if you're with another person, that person can be there to comfort you and then also tell you or give you advice in terms of how you could communicate that in a way where it's a conversation versus an argument. Again, it's tough. But it's a, it's really a skill you got to build up in terms of that. And with the writing down, like writing it down, rereading it. And then you can go ahead and rewrite it in the tone you want to say to that particular person. And then just make read it over and make sure that it's not something that's confrontational, but more of getting to the point of how you felt and what, what, how their actions affected you and what you're looking to gain from this conversation, then perhaps using that as your guide instead of just going off the cup and just reading that off to them or even sending it to them. You don't necessarily have to, you know, be in their face. You could still extend that kind of welcome to have that conversation in a letter, email, whatever the case is. Um, But however you do it, just make sure that you do it. Is it more important um, and ladies, you guys can chime in at any time. Is it more important for you to get the feelings out or for them to understand the feelings? Because I've had people in my past who have wrote me long text messages 
I didn't even read them. I just put okay, and then that was it. You know what I mean? Is it important for you to get their feedback in those situations? Uh, because I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm not finna read all that. Like, no, no, no lie. Especially if, like, if I feel like I ain't do nothing to you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not about to read all that. So if you put it in a piece of paper, like, is it important that I read it and give you feedback on what I read or the fact that you got the feelings out? Is that enough for you? I think it depends on what someone's desired outcome is. So sometimes when people are feeling away, they either want one or two things. And usually when people vent to me before I give a response, I ask this specific question. Do you want me to listen and give you my opinion? Or do you just want me to listen and offer you my support? That is very imperative. Because when sometimes when people are going through their feelings and emotions, sometimes they really don't want your feedback. Sometimes they don't want your, well, you know, you could have did this better. Sometimes what people want is just that listening air, just to listen to them and understand and listen to their viewpoint and just someone to let it all out. Now, in no means if somebody sends you 10 paragraphs, you respond back, okay, I don't think in any scenario, anyone is going to take that well. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, I, ain't, I can't, I can't read all that, bro. Like, you, you know what? You, you know what I'm saying? So. That's what I'm saying. The relationship is important because yeah. I'm like, you the one who bleed and not me. So if you need something from me like that, I need you to condense it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then again, that's I, I think I, it depends. It, it depends on how you feel about the person. So I feel like that response you're giving right now wouldn't be a response. Maybe you give to your wife. No, right. Absolutely. Yeah. It wouldn't, it I wouldn't be. Again. Yeah. If she's trying to express something, you're like, you know what? lady coach condense it <laughs> like i don't think that would go over too well so i think it also depends on the level of the relationship and i'm with you i can't i'm not i'm not a perfect person so sometimes when people do say stuff or when someone was expressing their feelings to me and is long-winded and i truly don't feel like i've wronged them it's yeah. definitely been like a okay yeah exactly like and i just can't even <laughs> like muster up the energy to give you a long detailed abc and like sometimes i feel like especially with past people i've dated i feel like the things that they complain about sometimes i'm like we done talked about this over and over it's like a broken record now so i'm like how many times do you want me to re-explain my feelings do you want another sorry is another sorry going to help you to heal? Is another sorry going to help you to yeah. feel better? Because at this point, to me, it's like, I'm just saying it so you can shut up. Like, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. Okay. Yeah. I understand. I'm sorry. You feel better? Good? We could yeah. move on? <laughs> so. Yeah, you, you're 100% right. It depends on the person. Like, if, if you're invested in them and you're invested in them healing, and their healing makes, you know what I mean, y'all relationship better, maybe slightly different. But if, you know, you want to just um, come back to me about some open wound you didn't had for years that you never got fixed, and I'm responsible for helping you heal, you probably came to the wrong person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you won't get the response you like. It's not that I won't listen, but I'm not a dumping ground for your issues. So, you know, and, and this is not for everybody, but... I'm not a dumping ground for you to come and tell me everything that you felt over the last 15 years we were friends just for us not to be friends when we finish, just so I can have heard you out. It's not happening. So, you know, before yeah. I before you even start talking, it might be like, hey, um, I don't really see us being friends again. So whatever you have to say, you can just put it in a letter or, or text me or put it in a Facebook mm -hmm. messenger and I'll check it out when I get a chance. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I mean, I could stay there all day about these text, kind of text messages. Lady J, uh, we got we got four things so far, right? We need mm-hmm. five and six. Can you help us out? All right. Remind me of the question. You know, I'm old coach. Remind me of the question. I need, I need you to contribute two things right in the book to either this generation, the generation after us, generation before us, whomever, to help with healing. You know what I mean? So two things that have helped you heal over the years from whatever type of healing it was, just two things that can contribute to this book that we write. All right. All right. One thing, um, we don't have to give the credit to Mama J, <laughs> my mother, uh, or I should say Mama V. I should say Ma- Mama V. Um, one major thing that's helped me to heal and continue to grow and go beyond certain situations is to understand that that situation is just that moment. You have a hundred other moments, a thousands, millions of other moments to live. And that situation, let it eat up that moment, then move on for it from it. My mom has always been very big on not lamenting on issues and not letting a singular issue consume you to entirety, right? She's always been big on that and always been able to help me like, you know, streamline things as in this thing you're mad worked up about in five years, will it change the trajectory of your life so much that five years from now, you'll still be upset? If not, let it go. Five months, if not, let it go. Two weeks from now, if not, let it go. So I guess to summarize that, my first thing would be to there, my future self, there anyone who listens to this on therapy book or buys it on therapy podcast book of affirmations in the future. <laughs> um, Manifest it. Let's do it. Exactly. Any issue that you're going through, just let it take up that moment and then let it go. I know that's easier said than done, but there's no need to ruin your day, your month, your week with one one scenario that most times in two, three years, that one scenario is just exactly what it was, that one scenario, and it doesn't matter anymore. Now, there are things that are much bigger than that. There are things that are much smaller than that, but you are the creator of your life. That would be number one. And number two, I would honestly say, would be to gatekeep your thoughts. Um, a lot of times with a lot of issues and scenarios, we tend to, I, I'll speak for myself, I tend to blow them up into things that are bigger than they really are because I'm not, I can't gatekeep my thoughts. I let my mind run while I overthink, I overanalyze, and it goes from an iota of an issue to something that's so big that I can't bring back down to size control your mind and your mind is powerful once you learn how to control your mind your thoughts you could control everything around you including anything that you think is a problem or issue so those would be my two yeah, i'm really trying to hit somebody tonight i don't know what y'all doing i don't know what book y'all read over the weekend or what but i got it going um that was good uh let's see you said the moment is the moment don't let it consume you you know what i mean once it's over let it go and you say gatekeep your thoughts. I think the LV, and that doesn't stand for baton. The LV, that little voice, is really what keeps people um, from healing quick a lot of times. 
So you really have to monitor that LV that you have in, in, in the back of your mind that's telling you you won't get over this or, you know, you won't get through this or it's going to take you longer than you think or you're not going to come out of this as a winner. You always got to keep that victory mindset. So that's really good. And, and shout out to Mama V. Uh, did I say it right? Mm -hmm. Mama V, right? Yep, Mama V. Mama V. Shout out to Mama V because you need somebody to bring you back down to earth sometimes. Even if you yeah. have it all together mentally um, sometimes, you just need someone to consult with every once in a while. Because, you know, they say the person, who's the who's the go-to person going to? You know, and everyone, exactly. you know, you'll have that Who person. Who bakes for the baker. Yeah, exactly. The baker don't bake his own birthday cake. So um, maybe he does. I don't know. Maybe Cake Man or Raven. I don't, I don't know. Never mind. But um, <laughs> so that's, uh, that's, that's some good stuff, man. So we got we got one through six, man. This book is almost complete. Let, let's see. Let's see. Jelly Gels. Jelly Gels Jakes. Give me two. I need, <laughs> I need two. Two things on healing that's going to help take us to the next level or whoever's listening to the next level. <laughs> okay. Um, one, I would say, is forgiving yourself. So I think a lot of times we can be extremely critical of ourselves, like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have seen all of these flags that hit me right in the face. And all of that could very well be true. But the fact that we're an imperfect person we all come with flaws. We're all learning. We're all growing. And everyone's journey is not the same. Means that you're going to make mistakes. And you have to forgive yourself and give yourself grace as you continue on this journey. Um, it's not, even if you make those mistakes against another person, it's not that you're a bad person. You could just be making bad decisions. Um, so make sure that you forgive yourself. Also, something that I had to learn on this journey called life is um, understanding that majority of the time other people's actions have nothing to do with you so there can always be a situation of why me or what did I do what did I do to deserve this was I not good to you or you know don't I deserve this them doing what they've done oftentimes has nothing to do with you and everything to do with themselves their own insecurities, their own flaws, the way they think about themselves, what they believe that they deserve. Um, and you being a part of that person's journey is just, you know, a consequence of what they're going through in their lives. But it doesn't mean that it's something that you should internalize about yourself or make you cause you to believe that there's something about you that makes you deserve whatever treatment or whatever situation or scenario has happened to you. Believe that you deserve all those positive things, no matter what situation that you go through, because nine times out of 10, it's not about you. That's cold. That is cold. Cold in a good way, of course. Um, that second part, um, the first part was good. A lot of people don't forgive themselves. They, um, they make what they call a mistake and they can't get over it. Um, sometimes they have to see that mistake every day. Sometimes there's a visual scar or an emotional scar that they can't unsee, but that doesn't allow them to forgive themselves. But that second one is is, is super, super important. Uh, remember, somebody else's actions sometimes have nothing to do with you. That's a big thing because you begin to internalize the things that they're sharing with you because they have their own insecurities or they have their own preferences. Sometimes somebody's preference can make you question who you are or how you feel about yourself or, you know what I mean, the output of, of or the externalization of some of the things that you do. I was watching this show, um, Love is Blind, and I love it, but 
the way this guy felt about his wife, he felt she was a nine to 10. And she asked him, hey, do you see anybody here that you will call a 10? And he said, yeah, well, maybe one or two people. Well, why did he say that? <laughs> so now his wife is thinking, I can't live up to those other people. So now she's starting to internalize that she's not beautiful when she is. Um, and even when he tells her uh, that she's that she's beautiful and I think you're gorgeous and I don't see nothing in that person, I'm, she just has a physical attraction, it doesn't matter because that moment that he shared that she was 9 out of 10, but those girls were a 10 out of 10 to him. It made her feel a certain way. But how he felt had nothing to do with her. But yet she can internalize that and she can carry that on even at, even if they don't get married or um, because they, they're engaged in that marriage yet. Um, but she can carry it on for the rest of her life feeling she's not good enough because he made a comment about something he liked or a preference that he has. So it's, it's, very, it's, it's very important that we're careful with how we communicate with other people. You know, even with my wife, like scriptures in the Bible talk about how you should treat your wife. And they start speaking about, you know, love your wife. And in the Bible, it means to esteem her. You know what I mean? So I have to be very careful with some of the vocabulary words I use when discussing certain things, and I don't always get it right, but I always have to go back and make sure, hey, did I say this too harsh? Hey, did I make her feel a certain way? Hey, I know I'm joking, but I have to make sure I handle her a certain way because I don't need her walking throughout life seeking confirmation from someone else. And then you start opening up little wounds and then you start, you know what I mean? So, so Jelly, that was, that, was, that was really good, man. So we got chapters one through eight covered, I guess. I guess I can find two more things to contribute. Let me see what those two things are. If it were me, the first thing I would say is find your why. Find your why you want to be healed. Um, is it, and when I say why, not just the fact of being restored and being whole again, but do you have a daughter that you want to play with again? So if you hurt your leg and, you know what I mean, you can't run around with your daughter, are you thinking about, hey, when I get out of here, I'm going to go play ball with my son? when I get out of here, I'm going to go spend some time with my wife or um, I want to be able to go to my daughter's dance recitals or her basketball games or whatever she's into. So first thing is like, find your why. Why do you want to be healed? Why do you um, want this healing to take place? Um, and then the second thing I'm going to say is hmm, uh, focus on the results, not the process. A lot of times, you know, even when going through like physical therapy and stuff like that, there's a process getting up, getting dressed, going out, going through the pain, going through the motions, but you got to focus on the end result, the end result of being healed, being whole, being whatever that is. And healing is just, it's a, it's a process, you know, being healed comes from healing. And sometimes you just have to also guard the wound, you know, because that's, that can really hurt the, the, the healing process, not, you know, being very guarded of the wound or the place where the injury happened or the place where you sustain the injury. So there's a lot of little things that go into it. But if I had to choose two, I'm going to go with find your why and focus on the result, not the process. So looks like we completed our book, y'all. Let me see. Let's let's go through all of them uh, real quick. And um, let me see. Deja Day started us off. Hers was a tribe and therapy two important things chef shay you said having the courage to confront who hurt you and giving the opportunity to correct it if you can and also leaning into your spirituality that's those those are two major ones lady j you said the moment is the moment 
Don't let it consume you. Gatekeep your thoughts. Don't overanalyze and control your mind. So those are the first six steps. Let's go with seven and eight. Jelly Jakes, you said forgive yourself. Super important, y'all. Got to forgive yourself. Remember, other people's actions have nothing to do with you. That's important. Remember, other people's actions have nothing to do with you. And then for nine and ten, find your why and focus on the result, not the process. Listen, man, that's a whole that's a whole ebook right there. I ain't going to lie to y'all. Um, ladies, do y'all have anything else to contribute? I feel like those are our final thoughts <laughs> on the nutshell um, to some degree. But do y'all have anything else to share? Any other nuggets that, that can help people? Um, Jelly gels. we're going to start with you. We're going to go to Shay, and then we're going to go to Lady J. I would say my final thought would be to always be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with everyone that might be involved in the situation. Be honest with your therapist. Because nothing that you do, no action, no work, no path, no journaling, none of that will be effective if you're dishonest. You really have to go to a, a place of being honest with yourself so you can be honest with others and hopefully grow and be whole once you get done with that process. Good stuff. Chef Shea, talk to me. I would just say, just remember that sometimes healing is not a quick journey. Mm -hmm. Sometimes healing it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be a smooth process. Sometimes healing is going to take a lot of work and a lot of time. Everybody's process is different. Don't compare your healing journey to somebody else's. Um, and just be thoughtful with yourself in the process. And like it was said earlier, show yourself grace and know that you will be better at the end of it all. Good stuff. Lady J, talk to me. I would say don't let negativity consume you. Have your moment. Be in that moment. Let it go and live your life. Because one thing you can't get back are the moments that you let pass you by. I love it. Listen, let's focus on positivity. And sometimes positivity is just thinking about where you want to be when this is over. You know, um, so, so focus on negative thoughts. Let your environment be positive. Because the worst thing you can do is surround yourself with negativity and expect to grow positivity out of it. This has been a dope, dope, dope session, man. Thank y'all for untherapizing with us tonight, man. We got the beautiful untherapist with us. Listen, follow us on IG at Untherapy Podcast. We appreciate y'all for rocking out with us. I hope y'all really got something out of this tonight. This is really like a vulnerable moment. Some of us shared some things that we may have not shared before. Um, but take some actionable steps. Listen, we're not speaking as therapists, but these are untherapists that have going through some things in life, and I'm sure these things that they told you tonight have helped them and hopefully they help you. Listen, the wonderful ladies with us tonight, we got Chef Shea, we got Lady J, Deja Dej, Jelly Gels, your boy Coach Ferns, and we out.